Welcome to the Holistic Lifestyle Podcast, where I help busy Christian moms create schedules that eliminate stress, ditch toxins, and experience God-given freedom of peace. Hi friends, today I'm chatting with Lisa Bass to talk about how to easily and affordably cook from scratch. And I was going to introduce her for you guys and like all the stuff that she does, but she does so many awesome things and I figured, you know what, she's going to share it to you better than I will. So we're about to hop into this conversation with Lisa sharing with us all the awesome things that she shares with us. I have um, the podcast, Simple Farmhouse Life, and then I'm on YouTube as Farmhouse on Boone blog and Instagram. And I'm also a mom of seven. So yeah. Yeah. And like, there's the YouTube channel, which is how I originally found you. And then now you have the podcast. I was like, as I'm trying to introduce you, I'm like, I don't even know where to start. You have so many awesome resources. I'm like, let's just oh, thank you. let you do that. <laughs> but mostly I wanted to talk with you about cooking from scratch and it's kind of something that I originally found you when I was looking up online, I was looking into cooking from scratch and sourdough tips and I came across you. And so I wanted to ask, like, what was your motivation for starting cooking from scratch? Well, so whenever I, we first got married and we had our first baby, we I, I grew up very in conventional food. I think like most people who were born in the eighties did. Um, and I just started researching because I had this little child and I was really interested if what we were doing was, you know, how we should nourish her. So I started looking into certain books and I, I read about whole foods. And then I started learning about oh. fermenting and soaking and souring grains. And that's what got me into sourdough and just kind of was a, it just grew over time. My knowledge of, of all of that. Yeah, that makes sense. That's kind of how I started. I had my first son. I was like, oh, okay, yep. look into this more. Uh-huh. Right. Um, and kind of, I always thought about this. I figured I'd ask you this question too. Like, how did you start cooking from scratch on a budget? Because in some ways it can be, it almost feels like more expensive and in other ways it can be way cheaper. So like, what does yeah. that look like for you? Oh, look at all his yeah. hair. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you that can't see, I'm holding my little baby here. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, so I, in some ways it depends on what you want to buy. So if you have a higher budget, you could get healthy pre-made foods, but if you are cooking from scratch on a budget, which in the beginning of our marriage, I was certainly doing, I had no extra budget to spend on extra groceries. I just cooked a lot of staples that we could buy in bulk. And I didn't really buy any processed ingredients that already had the cost of the, the processing in it. Mm-hmm. So dirt stuff that's not on the dirty dozen. So lots of root vegetables and those cheaper vegetables, um, not really branching into eating a ton of greens and some of those more expensive ingredients are adding lots of herbs, unless they're grown from our garden. There are certain things at the grocery store that are just really expensive, but if you do a lot of grains, like whole wheat and a lot of, uh, the cheaper vegetables, avoiding things that are out of season, like not buying apples that are, you know, a bag of $7 organic gala apples 
just waiting until it's fall. A lot of those principles, cheap fruits like bananas, we did a lot of, and then buying our meat in bulk. So I wanted a quality source for meat. I wanted to make sure it was from a local farm. It was grass fed, all that good stuff. And I found that if I bought it in bulk and bought all the cuts, so we, we got the bones, we got, you know, the tongue and the heart and some things that you maybe don't want, but then you also did get the steaks and the roasts that really helped too, by saving up enough money to purchase in bulk and using all, all of the cuts, avoiding things like chicken breasts, which if you buy a good organic chicken breast, that's going to be a really expensive versus buying the whole chicken or just relying more on cheaper meats like beef and pork if they're pasture raised and organic. So, I mean, I buy chicken breasts now, but in the early part of marriage, I just focused on the cheaper cuts of meat, but high quality, cheaper vegetables, but high quality and lots of grains and potatoes and filler, things like that. Yeah. I love all those tips. And I've been able to delve into that over time. The garden has definitely helped for those things yeah. like you're talking about. Um, Cause some of the like strawberries, for example, always expensive to get organic. Yeah. Just, you just, yeah, you don't just, you can't buy those and it's, it's okay. Cause you can get, you can get that nutrition from other things that aren't as expensive. So just focusing on the whole foods and the sourcing, but not buying, you know, you don't have to have baby arugula sprouts or whatever. And like, you know, to throw on top, you can just keep it really basic and simple. Yeah. Simple. I like that. Instead of always, I, I always make a wide range of things, but sometimes I do have to remind myself to like, Hey, keep it simple there. <laughs> like you don't have to right. all out. Um, and then the meat sources, that's a great idea too. Like finding local people. I actually have a friend that sold me some beef and they have it like local and it's pasture raised and all that which is great but I know for people in the city because I live in the country now and in the city I knew that was so much harder to find so maybe even people like if it might be worth it to them to kind of drive out to the country to get you know from those people um I've also heard of I think it's like Azure Standard yeah. Yeah. I use them a lot. Them, I think you have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so do they have like affordable meat options or not so much? It's kind of, if you're more, sports- honestly, I haven't looked into it much because I just always go with a local farmer yeah. and even there's been times when I have driven far. So now my sister raises everything. She raises chicken, beef, and pork all pasture. So it's like the easiest source ever. I mean, I, I don't, I still pay her. Like I pay her like a, like, like a customer, not a sister, okay. but so I now go through her, but I used to go through a guy that I had to meet an hour away. He drove from hours away to get my half of a grass fed cow. And that would just be worth it for me, especially if you do live in a city. I I've grocery shopped a little bit in the city. And I've found that if you're going to buy like a organic stew meat or an organic steak, mm-hmm. you're going to be paying way too much. It would definitely yeah. be worth driving out to meet up with a farmer, get a half, if you can afford it, a quarter, if you can't get it all, if they offer you the bones, take the bones to make bone broth, take the liver, get all of it. And you're definitely going to be better off, um, than, than buying like per cut Uh organic grass fed beef at like a city grocery store. That just would be so much more expensive. 
Yeah, that makes sense. You know, what's been really hard for me to find is chicken for sure. Like I've been yeah. able to find. I know. Chicken. I'm so you glad my sister bacon. sells it now. That was always, I, we just didn't do chicken much. Honestly, yeah. we just did beef. I mean, almost primarily beef because until she started raising chickens in a quality way, I really couldn't find it. Yeah. And we have chickens for like eggs, right? I've not moved over to the stage of for butchering yet. And right. honestly, even when we do, I'm kind of like, I don't want to butcher them. I'm not ready for it yet. So I want to yeah. find somebody to hire that out to, which I've found a couple of options, which is really helpful, but it's definitely, I can see the harder one. I wouldn't think it would be. Cause I would think yeah, it would be easier that it's such a weird thing, but yeah, it's definitely, I guess. Cause it's not as bulk. Like when you sell a chicken, the farmer makes, what is it like $20 or something versus when you sell a mm. whole pig or a whole cow, they're getting like, you know, they, it's just a oh. larger sale. More so it's just easier to, yeah. And it's just less having to deal with less customers. I mean, maybe that's why but yeah. chicken's just expensive too. Like to feed your family a meal as chicken being the protein versus beef being the protein. It's just a more expensive protein source. And then also like you mentioned eggs, we relied heavily on eggs as a protein source. So we do a quiche for dinner or breakfast for dinner and do just like scrambled eggs with a side of pancakes or something. So that's a perfectly acceptable protein source if meat is a little bit tricky in the budget and you just want to use it more sparingly yeah I know that postpartum I always crave eggs more too so that's the time I definitely eat them more and it is a great protein source um how would you say that you create healthy meals in an easy way like what can make that easy I rely a lot on the same ingredients over and over again. So I try, like I said earlier, to keep it really simple. We just get a lot of the same things from a lot of the same sources and I'll try to mix it up by maybe making it in a different way. But for the most part, just day to day, we fall back on a lot of the same recipes and we're we're mostly okay with that. Getting a handful, maybe even a list of 30 things that you can pull from those simple staple ingredients that you've sourced and making them over and over again, making a lot of homemade bone broths, relying heavily on a lot of vegetables and meat and just pulling from a very simple and small arsenal that doesn't require a whole lot of specialty ingredients and then being able to throw in and change that recipe for something seasonal. So you can throw in herbs and fresh food if it's summer and you can you know, maybe add some beans if it's winter and you don't have as much of the fresh stuff or something fermented that you preserved or put away and being able to have these flexible recipes that you can adapt as you, you know, come across things for either either a lower price or it's seasonal or it's in your garden. That's typically how I've done it. Yeah. That's interesting because I do really lean on like the rice, the pasta, the beans, the meat. Yeah and the veggies and especially like you had mentioned kind of getting the ones that are in season really helps and I like you also mentioned earlier the dirty dozen that was a great reference for me starting out to really look at you know what's clean to get what's not what can I you know afford to not get organic because I could not afford everything that was organic um yeah especially before I had a garden and then the garden you know helped a lot and that's when you can really like store up some veggies, you know, and yeah, all that, especially because I've been trying to eat more like 
just a lot more plants, like fruits and vegetables in my diet. And the garden has definitely saved some money in that. But what would be like out of those? Cause I have kind of a running list too. Do you have a few that are your favorites? What would be some of our favorites? Well, um, right now in the winter, we find ourselves making chilies a lot, like just either a ground sausage or ground beef and some onions and tomatoes and some uh, like canned tomatoes and beans. We do that. We do like a chicken pot pie pretty often in the winter time, lots of soups, whether it's a soup with some rice added or a homemade dumpling or barley, we have some variety of soup probably every single day right now. And then lots of large cuts of meat. Like we'll do a roast that I cook all day and put some carrots and onions in there, serve it with mashed potatoes, same with a chicken, like a whole roasted chicken with a side of potatoes. So we're, we're right now in the winter, relying very heavily on like meat, vegetables, soups, and then like hearty stews. Yeah. How do your younger kids do with the soup? Um, they do pretty well. A lot of times the youngest kids, I'll kind of pour out some of the broth. Like, you know, when you take yeah, that little ladle and just, <laughs> and you know, it's so good for them. And if you, you know, if you have the the time and the bandwidth to then spoon feed them some broth or maybe put it in a sippy cup, that's really good. Oftentimes yeah. I'm just like, this is what I can do right now. Oh, here's a less broth soup. Yeah. I was wondering what your answer is going to be. Cause that's what I always do. I always like just pour a little of that out. So it's yeah. the rice versus the liquid just cause yeah. some of the veggies and it's amazing when kids switch to being able to like feed themselves. So to sit there and have to feed them the broth. It's yeah. Like, oh man. Like, yeah, I know. Forever. <laughs> yeah. You could put it in a sippy cup. Maybe mm-hmm. uh, that would be a good idea or even a cup if they'll do it. Certain ages will do that. But like yeah. my one-year-old, I just will give him like the cooked carrots and the potatoes and like the little bits of chicken or beef or whatever. And he mostly, you know, unless I spoon feed it to him, won't get the the broth component. Yeah. At least a little bit. I know that I'm always making, uh, your recipe for the sourdough Dutch baby pancakes. That's one of my staples. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. I always yeah. forget about that for some reason. Really? Like we haven't made that in a while. Now I'm like, okay, we'll make that tomorrow. <laughs> I literally added that to my freezer meal prep for postpartum time. Like, okay. Just love it. It's so easy. And we've taken it from like doing like sweet, you know, fruit with it, or to even doing like sauerkraut and yogurt with it like oh, okay we started yeah. doing that and I was like no that looks weird <laughs> and even yeah. also with it I finally tried it it's actually really good <laughs> yeah well I like it because it's so much egg so like kids get tired because we make eggs all the time they get tired of eating eggs and so I like the Dutch baby because it feels like you're eating a pancake but there's a lot of eggs in there mm-hmm. and it really uses them up when you have a bunch too especially yeah the yeah they're good for that that's probably why I forgot about it because like eggs are so much harder to come by right now mm-hmm. whereas like last spring it was like how much can I put eggs in everything that's true yeah so how do you find the time to cook from scratch especially with a larger family seven kids like how do you find the time to actually sit there because typically when I'm cooking from scratch I've found some shortcuts but I like to a lot really like a couple hours and I'm wondering okay. if you have any time saving tips it really comes down to what you cook so like if you have no time but you really want to cook from scratch 
a simple roasted chicken, just taking a chicken, putting it in a pot or a nine by 13 pan, drizzling it with some oil and salt, putting it in the oven with like sweet potatoes on the top rack. That takes as much time as throwing in a pizza, but you end up with a from scratch meal, maybe slice up an avocado afterwards or some sauerkraut, or like I said, a roast, I just sear it, put it in a pot again, add some veggies, some broth or some wine or a combination, some salt, put it in the oven. So relying heavily on those, it's fun. Like tonight, my daughter, it's snowy out and it's icy and like the roads are all closed. And so we, we have a big plan that we're going to pound out some chicken breasts, bread them in some maybe like einkorn and egg and salt. And we're going to fry them. And we're going to make like this chicken fried chicken, mashed potatoes with roasted garlic. Those kind of meals are fun. Yeah. That's going to take a a ton of time. We're going to make a huge mess because we got flour and oil flying everywhere. Mm -hmm. So those are great. But on your day-to-day, you want to just get food on the table relying really heavily on soups where you just throw a bunch of vegetables into broth and meat or throwing meat in the oven. That really doesn't take more than 10 minutes of hands-on time. It usually takes a long, slow cook time where you let you think ahead, like a lot of mornings around 10 or even earlier, I'll get something in the oven for lunchtime or for dinner time, or even both at the same time. Mm -hmm. And I'm putting in 20 minutes, but then we have tender meat for lunch and dinner. And so getting a big arsenal of things that aren't chicken pot pie, we like chicken pot pie, but again, making the biscuits, like chopping all the vegetables, those kind of things where you can throw like whole vegetables in like whole sweet potatoes, whole carrots. They're great. Things like those chicken pot pies. I mean that they're delicious, but that's going to take a ton of time. And so just if right now you feel like you don't have enough time to cook from scratch, you need a larger book of meals that don't take that kind of time. Yeah. I think when I first started cooking from scratch and just really learning how to cook from scratch, honestly, I was trying to do it that way. I was trying right. to like, yeah, the garlic mashed potatoes, I'm like, yes, all the herbs and the garlic in it. Yeah. Was kind of how I, yeah. Like in a way it's like, I fell in love with cooking. I don't want to exactly say it that way, but it's like, I learned to enjoy it. I actually did enjoy cooking and that was fun. But then I quickly learned that I could not keep up with it all the time. And um, as my family grew, I wanted to still be cooking for us healthy and not feel stressed out that I was in the kitchen for two hours. So I didn't have the time to do that anymore. Yeah. I can see what you're saying, how like the certain things like like when I put, especially the instant pot, that helps so much. Like mm-hmm. when I put some pasta in there and cook some meat on the stove and like steam some veggies, that's, you know, not too long of right. time. And then you're just waiting a little bit and that's really not that bad. So I can totally see your point with that. Um, I wanted to ask also a tip for moms out there starting with sourdough. Um, I learned how to do sourdough from you and like, how to start my own sourdough starter. And I remember feeling so overwhelmed by it. Mm -hmm. And then you get the hang of it and it's not that bad. And you like, you mess up and it's not even a mess up. It's awesome. But a tip for moms, because a lot of people will say this to me a lot when I'm encouraging them to like make a sourdough starter, they're like, ah, like it's just so overwhelming for them too. And I remember. So like, what would be a tip for moms going through that? Well, like you said, you get the hang of it. So 
it will be challenging in the beginning, but once you know what you're doing with it, it really does become so second nature that it's hard to understand why I thought it was so hard in the beginning. Like I know that it was, but it's funny because today my, we have that big plan for our dinner tonight, you know, and we, the sourdough starter was in the fridge and it hadn't been fed. And my daughter was like, I want dinner rolls. And I'm like, well, you're going to have to use yeast because the starter is not fed. So she got the starter out, fed it. And like, she's never used yeast. She's so comfortable with sourdough. And she was like, this is so much harder. And I'm like, that's hilarious. Cause most people are like, the starter is so complicated. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to do yeast. And I'm with her. Like, I don't know what I'm doing with yeast. I had to look up the directions and like follow them closely, but with starter, I know exactly what I'm doing. And that's the same way she feels because we use starter every day. And it just happens to be a Monday. The starter wasn't fed all weekend. And so this is very rare that we'll use yeast. And so I think it's just what you get used to. It's, it really does become as easy. I know people like, can't believe me. They're like, I'm using yeast because so much easier. Like, actually it's just as easy. If you know that process, it's, it's no harder. It's what you get familiar with. And so if you keep practicing, you don't give up, it really does become so easy. You don't even have to think about it. It's not like, you know, I'm, I'm so burdened by my sourdough starter. If we don't want to use it for the weekend, I just throw it in the fridge, but it's, uh, it's survived over 12 years now in our kitchen. It's just not too complicated. Cool. It is in the beginning wow. though. I'm not going to say it's not like to understand the beginning. I'm not going to say it's not hard, but once you get used to it, it's not. Yeah. You know, there's actually like, now that you mention it, there's been times that I've made bread with just like some yeast and I've messed that up. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Like, you know what? And I think it's just because with sourdough, you can see like the rising. So you can mm-hmm. kind of understand it more versus with yeast. It's like, it just bubbles in the water a little and you're like, okay, yeah. I think that means it's ready. <laughs> yeah. She was like, is this right? I'm like, I feel like it should be bub- more bubbly, but I mean, I don't know. I guess we'll see if it rises. I mean, we're probably gonna have to scrap the whole deal. We don't know. We have a clue what we're doing. <laughs> That's funny. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to answer these questions about cooking from scratch. And where can my listeners find you? They can find me on the Simple Farmhouse Life podcast if you like podcasts, and then also over on YouTube, Farmhouse on Boone, and on um, that's probably the best place to follow along and learn a lot of this. And then all the recipes are on my website, farmhouseonboone.com. Awesome. And I will link all of that below as well. All right. Thank you so much. I see you struggling with keeping your home clean, with reaching your goals you're working so hard on, trying to figure out what's unhealthy and what's truly not toxic for you and your kids, and you're wondering if it's ever going to be possible, or at least get a bit easier, but it doesn't and you're still having to rack your brain for what to make for dinner as the sun starts to set and your kids start to fuss and then proceed to full-on crying in a matter of minutes, or still trying to finish that project you started months ago, or working so diligently, but the needle just doesn't seem to be moving forward. Finding out that yet another product you use in your home is bad for your health and you just have to get it out of your home but feel too overwhelmed to even start it, let alone find a better option? Confused by the world's guidance and craving God's wisdom, and you're so sick of it. I see you. I was you. 
But let me tell you, there's another way. A way you can experience peace that's so freeing you didn't know possible. A way that you can live healthier and actually afford it. A way that you can have a low-tox home. A way that you can keep your home clean. A way for you to take the extra wasted time and guesswork out of the dinner process. A way to take steps forward in the direction of what's really important to you in your life. A way to actually have fun while you're on your personal journey. I want you to let go of feeling like you have to figure it out all by yourself, wasting hours and hours of your precious time and spend only a fraction of that time with me. Right now, I want you to go on over to the link in the description and check out the Holistic Life Academy. And I want you to say yes for yourself. And it's going to all be so much easier than you think. Head on over to Apple Podcast if you aren't there already and leave a rating and review on how you're liking the podcast to help me reach more moms so we can all live stress-free. P.S. If you're a working mama, share what you do for work to get featured on the Holistic Lifestyle Podcast. Looking forward to chatting with you next Tuesday. Have a blessed week.